Betty. Good morning, buddy. <laughs> Is, is Monty smaller than 26 cubic feet? <laughs> Will he fit in the trunk? So, the next guest is kind of looking. Yeah. <laughs> what in the world are they doing? Good morning. It's the Inwell Time Car Talk Show. Howdy, along with Monty the Singing Donkey. <laughs> we have Mike out of this world, Mars, King Conrad DeLong. We need more, Jeff Zekin. I'm Don Armstrong. Glad you could join us Monty today. is a subscriber. He is a subscriber. Why are subscri you? Yes. Why aren't you? <laughs> oh, Lord. Golly. Well, um, I, I can't help but I know that there was a request. What's happened to sure. Monty? Uh, Monty requested. and Monty is still alive and well. And uh, uh, Pinky actually uh, posts stuff about Monty every day yeah. uh, on Instagram and uh, every once in a while on Facebook. Sure. So there you have it. Welcome to the show, everybody. We just wanted to start it off on the right note this half hour. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> That's Monty the Singing Donkey. And Chris Harto, if you're not familiar with Monty, uh, you need to do that. And maybe there's a consumer report in the offing here that uh, we can we can get uh, Monty on there as a spokesperson for something, I'm sure. Consumer Reports, Chris Harto, good to have you with us, my friend. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. You bet. I know that's kind of an odd uh, intro. You probably never experienced that before, but you can go on and <laughs> never will again. <laughs> never will again. You can tell your grandchildren about that's that. That's exactly one. right. So, electric cars and plug-in hybrids that qualify under the Inflation Reduction Act, which is something that just passed recently. So, we're going to try to sort this out, and we turn to Chris Harto with Consumer Reports to. Please try to explain this to us because, you know, for years we've had the $7,500 credit if you buy an electric car. For, for up to 200,000 vehicles per manufacturer. Right. And I know that Toyota, I think, has reached that cap, and I mm -hmm. think maybe a couple, couple of others, others have. have. Yeah. But uh, is, that, is that even still out there, Chris? Uh, yeah, so there's been a lot of changes that, that w have gone into effect uh, in the past week. And, and even more that are going into effect uh, over the next couple of years. Uh, the biggest thing that people need to know about today is that the, uh, the requirement that vehicles need to be manufactured in the U.S. to qualify for the credit went into effect last week. Uh, so if the vehicle is imported, uh, it, doesn't, it no longer qualifies for the existing credit. Uh, but if it's made in the U.S., if it's manufactured in the U.S., it will qualify until the end of the year, uh, and then there's a bunch more requirements that go in at the end of the uh, at the beginning of next year. So why did Consumer Reports jump in on this and say, "Hey, look, you know, here's how it works"? Because I think, at least for me, it's become really muddied. It muddied the waters. I don't really quite understand everything. Yes, uh, American-made, but uh, do the same. Uh, Restrictions take place with those companies, like for instance Toyota, that reached the limit of the number of vehicles. So that do that doesn't apply to Has Toyota Has that been anymore? reset, Chris? So, so yeah, it, the the reason we jumped in is because you know we're here to help consumers navigate uh, this this challenging landscape, uh, and and it's challenging. Um, so, so again, the the. In the built in the United States requirement goes into effect right now until the end, and it's there forever. Uh, but 
some of the other requirements don't go into effect into until the beginning of next year. So at the beginning of next year, uh, the cap goes away. So companies like Tesla, like GM, like Toyota uh, will no longer uh, be capped out and they will be eligible for the tax credit again. But a number of other requirements go into place at the beginning of the year. Uh, uh, income limits, so it limits uh, the use of the tax credit for families making uh, $300,000 or less. There's some price caps in there. So an SUV has to cost below $80,000. A car has to cost below $55,000. Um, and then it adds these more challenging requirements around uh, the percent of the materials that go into the battery have to be either be manufactured in North America or critical minerals uh, coming from countries that the U.S. has a uh, free trade agreement with. Oh so my gosh! It's really how, complicated and hard for consumers. To how do you? How do, as a regular person like? Well, I'm not regular, but uh, a person navigate all of that. That's just so much. I mean, it's the seventy-five hundred dollar thing. That was easy, but this isn't. Well, read Consumer Reports because I think that's why they did the story. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. thank you for that plug. I appreciate that. And subscribe. <laughs> well, the other thing too is, is let's not let's not. Uh, mess around here and just get to it the fact that toyota can be uh made in america because there are a lot of plants oh, here yeah, in the united yeah. states that build toyotas yeah absolutely i you know every just about every automaker has some north american presence uh some manufacturing capacity here in the united states uh so there's nothing that says long term that any automaker shouldn't be able to to meet these requirements down the road it's just a, the transition. It's going to take them a while to uh, get up to speed, build build factories here, build the battery factories here, um, you know, build up their supply chain from uh, qualifying countries. Uh, so yeah, it's it's just it's going to be a kind of a complex and and messy transition as automakers adjust to these new rules. So and these tax credits, unlike the old ones that went away after two hundred thousand vehicles, are are unlimited and they exist till, till 2032 so there's there's some time for automakers to adjust and and still take take advantage of these so companies. what is the easiest way to find out if your xyz car that you're really interested in meets all of Qualifies. the criteria for you to get this discount yeah that's a great great question um we we have a tool on our website to help consumers uh cr.org slash EV savings. Um, that'll help guide you through some of this. Uh, but in the short, <clears throat> the short answer is in the short run, it's still going to be complex. Um, you know, ultimately, we think the IRS is going to come up with some rules that require automakers to uh, certify their vehicles in advance uh, so that there can be a list online, there'll be a clear list. Uh, with, you know, we're hoping down the road they'll actually get the tax credit eligibility on the sticker uh, so when you go to the dealer uh, that tax credit amount will be on the sticker when you go to buy the car it'll tell you exactly how much uh, credit you might be eligible for on that specific vehicle uh, but that's going to take some time that's those <clears throat> it's you know those rules still need to go into place and so there's going to be some uh, 
some challenges in the meantime. Well, I, I think that this really holds true just like every other car purchase that you make. You need to go to the dealer and be knowledgeable so you know going in, this is what is available to me. Because I can't imagine that every car dealer has a salesperson that is familiar oh. with all of that. Doubtful. They, they yeah. Doubtful. And so you really are probably going to have to school him. But the, but the tax credit comes after the purchase. It's it's not included in the purchase. Correct. It, it, it actually comes. You buy the vehicle, and then in the future, you apply for that tax credit. It's not that they give you the discount on the sticker. Isn't that correct? Uh, so, <clears throat> so there are some changes coming that way, too. Uh, for the next hmm. year and a half, you still have to apply for the tax credit on your taxes at the end of the year. But starting in 2024... Uh, dealers will be able to register with the IRS and be able to give you that uh, tax credit at the time of purchase. That's so why they needed the when other you go to, go to purchase the, car, the dealer will be able to knock it right off the price. Okay. Yeah. So, so that way, all of us who don't want to purchase an EV can donate to those who do. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. <laughs> That's what <okay. laughs> That, that's an interesting way of looking at it. It truly is. So, Chris, how long have you been with Consumer Reports? Uh, I've been with CR for about four years. Four years. Did, did, do you have a math degree? <laughs> I, I have a chemical engineering degree. Oh, well, there you go. That's why he's doing this. He understands yeah. the batteries and yeah, the, the and chemistry yeah. and well, battery. Well, not only that, but he can do work all those numbers and letters and stuff. You had a chemical engineering so in the Chris, 70s. I did. Are, is this still only applied to new vehicle purchase? Uh, so th that's a great question. Um, the the seventy five hundred dollar tax credit applies to new vehicle purchases, but there is a new used vehicle tax credit going into place. Uh, again, starting in twenty twenty four, a used vehicle will be able to get up to four thousand dollars off. There are some restrictions on that. Uh, the vehicle has to cost less than twenty five thousand dollars, and the income limits for that used tax credit are half of what they are for the new tax credit. Oh, my so God. $150,000 family income or $75,000 income for an individual. Nothing the government does is easy. It's always got to be complicated, so it's difficult to collect. And these I are mean, gasoline vehicles. They're not the electric ones yet. No, these are... He's talking about... You're, 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 are you talking about electric cars right. and plug-in hybrids, correct? Right. Correct. Okay. So if it's electrified, there is a chance... A very Depending small where, chance, pretty, well, yeah. pretty large chance that it's it's eligible. And I, I posted your uh, cr.org slash EV savings uh, on our social media so that people can click on that and see if what they're looking for qualifies today, tomorrow, or in the future because that that is kind of a moving target, as you've said. So is there a story that goes along with the, the breakdown on how all this works as well? that you guys have uh, posted? Yeah, there, there is. We, we have, a, have a couple stories up online that, that'll walk people through all of the changes, all of the, um, you know, the specific requirements that go into place and when they go into place, as, as well as laying out uh, what we think in terms of the, most, the vehicles that'll most likely qualify uh, now and in the future. Were you just thrilled when you got this assignment? <laughs> <laughs> I, lo 
I love talking to you guys. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. All I can think of is, okay, so I'm sitting in the editorial meeting. I'm the young guy here. I've only got four, four years, years with him, so I get this story. We're going to screw him on this no, one. No, he just gets this story. Oh, my God. So, so he he spent a lot of time story. and effort building this story. I know he did, but what a total pain in the rear. I mean, to navigate through all of that, then you got to come up with how you're going to communicate right. this. Uh, I mean, what a challenge. And, <laughs> and a challenge. it changes January 1st. It changes again in, in 2024. So it's not just today. It's in the future it's a moving as, target. As, it, as it evolves. Yep. So, Chris, yep. you've pretty well answered our questions. What questions should we be asking, though? Um, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great question. Um, Do I yeah, qualify? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think ultimately the automakers are, are going are gonna to complain. They're going to come, you know, for a while. But, but I think they're ultimately going to comply. And ultimately, yeah, you know, the, the old tax credit was a little bit easier to understand. But it was kind of a catch-22 because that 250,000 uh, unit limit pretty much ensured that as soon as an automaker built an EV that was popular and people wanted uh, they immediately ran out of credits because right, they right. sold too many EVs. Um, and so, you know, again, with with these changes, although there's a lot of complexity and there's going to be a lot of um, uncertainty in the transition, ultimately these tax credits are going to allow uh, automakers to build large volumes of popular vehicles, which means they're more likely to be able to get them down into the mainstream segments at more mainstream prices it's really going to help get more middle class consumers. Now, when you when you when you talk about tax credits, let's just say, for instance, it's seventy five hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. We'll use that as a random number. Is it the full seventy five hundred dollars, or is it the taxes that you fall into the category for the seventy five hundred dollars? That that's a great question, and there's still a little bit of uncertainty there. But we believe that with when the dealer, when you're able to transfer that tax credit to the dealer, uh, when that, that part of the credit goes into effect in 2024, that, that that will take care of the tax liability. The tax liability will no longer be part of the equation. Uh, so if you don't make enough money uh, to qualify for the full $7,500, you can transfer that credit to the dealer who will have the tax liability enabled. Who, 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 who is it that came up with this archaic, bizarre, complicated... Nancy Pelosi and Joe, the whole crew. Joe Manchin. Yeah. 100% of this is Joe Manchin. Uh, he he held, held the final vote on, on this bill. Uh, he, was, he, was, he thought it was very important to uh, make sure that uh, the EV tax credits uh, went to... to American jobs and make sure that it really helped drive an American supply chain, a more secure supply chain like for electric vehicles. Like people um, in West Virginia are buying many EVs. Yeah, a lot of them. So, yeah, because they, they got to run their steels. Um. But, but they, may, they may be working in an EV battery factory soon. That's or, true. Or in yeah, EV part manufacturing. Yeah, one of those uh, mines. So. so if you buy an EV, you get your own personal IRS agent. Ooh, one of eighty-seven thousand new ones, huh? So, Chris, do you do a couple of things you said right there? So, once in twenty twenty-four, once this all rolls over to the dealer, uh, being able to apply the 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 credit to the price, uh, um, are you thinking 
or I'm thinking, let me rephrase it. I'm thinking, okay, here's my ne negotiated price. That $7,500 is going to come off of that negotiated price? That's, that's, the, that's the way it should work. Uh, there's some requirements in the law that the dealers have to be upfront about, you know, how much of the tax credit it, they're eligible for, how much they're getting, um, and they, they have to, you know, Give give the give the consumer that full amount, or they lose the ability to from the IRS. Yeah, to, or is, free, so I'm just thinking if if I'm buying a sixty thousand dollar car and I get that credit, so now my my out the door price is fifty two five. Well, now I've yeah. got to pay taxes at my county level, and I'm thinking, well, that'll save me a couple of bucks there too because I'm only paying it on that fifty two five. Yeah, that that's true. Well, but if you look at what Ford just did on. Uh, the Mach-E and the uh, Lightning. The Lightning is, you know, they see this $7,500 tax credit coming, so they raise the price of their both of those vehicles by $8,000 So I, I think this is still susceptible to confusion at the retail level as well. Yeah, yeah. There's always a risk that the the automakers and the dealers are gonna gonna be able to capture some of this this tax credit. Um, ultimately, we hope that it drives a more competitive market. You know, right now there's still you know fairly low volumes of EVs, and, and demand far outstrips supply. So uh, automakers and dealers have a lot of power, a lot of pricing power in in raising those prices of EVs. But we hope that you know as more competition kicks in, as more vehicles hit the market, as more volume hits the market. Uh, that some of that pricing power will return to the consumer. Chris, what what are, what are you driving right now? I I I drive a, a metro train and an electric bike. Uh, I I do have a Subaru Outback uh, that I that I take occasionally uh, for for longer trips, but I mostly uh, use public transit in my electric bike. Must be uh, nice. That said, I'm I can't wait to get into an EV. I've I've actually been trying to trade my Outback in for an EV for two years and uh it's been nearly impossible to get a hold of any of the ones that i want at anywhere close to msrp and i'm i'm not quite ready to pay a ten thousand or twenty thousand now wait just a minute you have an entire fleet of cars at consumer reports you just can't take one of those <laughs> if i so i'm based in washington dc uh, uh, and and our track is out in Connecticut, so oh. I occasionally get to fly out there and, and drive all the cool cool cars that we've got uh, on the track um, and drive them around town. Drive them when I'm in town. Uh, but uh, un unlike our folks out at the, out at the track in Connecticut, who get to drive, uh, you know, whatever's at the track all day, you know, take them home, drive them around. Uh, I, we don't we don't get that. Plus, he's only been there yeah. four years. And when, so. you do, yeah. when you do get that EV, we will guarantee you a tax credit. All right. <laughs> Thank you, you very much. Chris, it's great to talk to you, as always. We love you guys at Consumer Reports. Where can we find the information online? Uh, yeah, just go to cr.org, uh, look at our auto section, and you should be able to find cool. uh, the stories uh, on, on these tax credits. We appreciate you, my friend. Let's talk again soon. Yeah, thanks. Thank yeah, you. Nice talking with you guys. You bet. Next time. Okay. Chris Harto. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder if he wants to come back. He'll never. <laughs> we started off with Monty the singing donkey. He's yeah. going, what in the world have I gotten myself My brain into? is burning after all those numbers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Just shoot us an email. Our address is info at inwheeltime.com. Did we satisfy George this morning by I think playing so. Monty? If George is satisfiable. 
<laughs> you, you know, you know, you know work. you've known him longer than we have. Have you ever satisfied George? Uh, I, uh, I, I, uh, I, 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 go ahead, answer that. I doubt that. Uh, let me put it that way. I doubt it. Most stolen cars of 2021. Any guesses? Um, Prius. F-150. Uh, Silverado. Uh, Toyota Camry. Honda Accord. Now, maybe not Honda Accord. May have fallen off by now. Um, nope. Dodge Ram. Have I gotten a few of them? Some. Okay. Well, so we start? You start know. from the bottom. Number 10. Toyota Corolla. 13,000. Okay. Oh. Uh, this is nationwide, by the way. Number nine, the Jeep Cherokee and Grand Cherokee. Oh, oh wow. Right yeah. there with the Toyota Corolla at 13000 Honda CRV. Honda oh, CRV. Well, I think that has moved to their number one seller. 13000 total thefts. Nissan Altima. Again, their yeah. number one seller. It's a crossover to a Camry kind of size. Yeah. 14000 GMC pickup. Yeah. Half ton, full size. Based on volume, you know, those are the highest volume vehicles. So 15,600. If everything being equal, those this are... Is, this is what those are reported. Fallen, right. <coughs> uh, number five, the Toyota Camry, 17,000. Yeah. Always on the list. Now, we're going to jump... From 17,000 to... to 30,000, Honda Accord at number four. Uh, Honda Accord's hmm. still on it. What? What? I thought Honda Accord would have fallen off. Well, you, you want When you sell... <coughs> 400,000 vehicles, if 1% of your vehicles are stolen, you have a higher percentage than the, than the car that they only sell 10,000 of. I guess, yeah, but 40, I mean, yeah. if I'm going to be a car thief, I don't think I'm going to go after the Honda Accord. Unless you know how to steal it. Or you know, maybe, there's, maybe there's something about that car and some of these cars that make it easier for the theft to happen. Yeah, that could be. And that's Just why they really it. it. And then the parts. The joyrider is not a big deal, I would think. I would think it'd be the chop shops and stuff. Well, here's the interesting thing about this list. There are one, two, three cars from one manufacturer. Honda. Okay, so I said the Honda Accord. Number three is the Honda Civic. Oh, 31,000. Wow. Again, there must be something about that car that Quality makes it parts. easier to steal. Hondas. Hondas. Uh, number two, the Ford pickup full size at 47,999. Drum roll, number, number one. one. The Chevrolet pickup yeah. truck for 48,206 total thefts. There's a list Chevrolet wishes they weren't the top of. Well, none of these. I mean, today, really? How... And that list hasn't really changed a lot over the years, except back when Oldsmobile was in business, and the Oldsmobile Cullis uh -huh, okay. was number one yeah, forever. Yeah, right, I bet. Oh, was it, was. it really? Oh, yeah, it was forever. Of course, they made a bajillion of them, and you know the funny thing about those? You just don't see any Cutlasses. No. Of all of the bajillion Cutlasses that My they made. My brother had one, I had one. I had one. Mm -hmm. Well, I, yeah. the family had yeah. one. And, and they were so popular. And now the new thing, apparently, is 80s cars. Well, oh, yeah. hello there. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So I'm, I'm thinking, maybe we'll start seeing some Cutlasses yeah, going for $80,000 across the auction block. Monte Carlos. Doubtful. Yeah. <laughs> Citations. 
the Buick Regal GNX. Oh, yeah. A couple of uh, interesting uh, stories making headlines this week. Tesla's use of the name Full Self-Driving, or FSD, has been criticized because the features require active supervision and don't make its vehicles autonomous. Uh, they're going to start charging $15,000 for the driver assistant features. Wow. Full self-driving, raising the, the wreck? <laughs> raising the price of the controversial product for the second time this year. The hike for customers in North America will take effect September fifth. Uh, current twelve thousand dollar price will be honored for orders made before that date. He wrote, uh, Elon Musk. Tesla shell, uh, Tesla shares fell as much as two point seven percent to eight hundred and sixty six dollars a share. Oh. So, you know, we had the guy on from Dodge a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about they're going to be releasing uh, a new uh, version right. of a Hellcat Charger. Every week or Challenger, so. Yeah. Every week, every month. month. So they released the first one called the Challenger Shakedown. It's the first of their new V8 muscle cars and kind of the last of their V8 muscle cars. Uh, this is a well-equipped with a long list of standard features. Uh, Alcantara uh, upholstered seats, carbon fiber interior trim, adaptive cruise control and navigation. But it's largely an appearance package. But it's going to have the shaker hood again and the 392 engine and uh, shakedown graphics, Brembo brakes, and 20-inch wheels and tires. Cool. Nice. So that's nice. the first one. they got five more to go. Well, speaking of Dodge, um, Dodge believes there's an opening in the compact crossover segment that can speed through with its upcoming Hornet, even if the muscle car brand seems out of step with someone who buys a Toyota RAV4 or a Honda CRV. Uh, Brotherhood of Muscle is going to continue on. The Hornet RT plug-in hybrid variant uh, Dodge's first electrified vehicle when it arrives early next year will surpass 285 horsepower while generating 383 pound-feet of torque. The Power Shot feature can supply an extra 25 horsepower burst on demand at 15-second intervals, which I thought is pretty cool. It's mm -hmm. kind of like the push-to-pass feature on a yeah, on an uh, IndyCar. On yeah. an IndyCar. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and it's going to go uh, under $30,000. They've had more than 14,000 pre-orders on the first day it became available. So it's going to qualify, if it's made in the United States, for the $7,500. Well, cool. Does, do we say, does he say where it's going to be built? I don't see that in, in the story. Uh, but at any rate, <coughs> Dodge is making some noise. Yeah, that would be interesting because that drops it a down to 22 <laughs> Well, this is a hybrid, so but with, a, with a little four-cylinder in it um, that... that Actually, piques my interest. Hmm. Well, I, it would like, but like I say, if you can get that seventy five hundred, now you're looking at twenty two five. Yeah, and then uh, Chevrolet is going to halt Corvette production because of supply chain issues. Say it ain't so. Yeah, it ain't right. so. The time now for a quick break. We're right back. You're on the End Will Time Car Talk Show on iHeartRadio. Get out the permanent marker and write on your wall calendar the next Tailpipes and Tacos cruise-in, Saturday, September 17th, 2022. It's the fall edition of Tailpipes and Tacos at the Loopy Tortilla in Katy, 8 to 11 a.m. It's the only place cruisers compete for Loopy's Chili Pepper trophies and other prizes. There's no charge to enter your vehicle for Best Hot Rod, Best Classic, or Best Modern Classic. Tailpipes and Tacos is Houston's coolest and most unique cruise-in and is your opportunity to see the best hot rods, show cars, classics, and restaurants, and 
Get loopy tortilla breakfast tacos with adult beverages. There's no entry fee, and cars will automatically compete for those much sought after custom loopy trophies and other prizes. It happens at the Loopy Tortilla Tex Mex in Katy on the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard, just south of I 10. It's Tailpipes and Tacos Fall Edition, Saturday, September 17th. The Inwell Time Car Talk Show will be there too. Celebrate the beginning of fall and the return of the Tailpipes and Tacos Cruise In, Saturday morning, September 17th, 8 to 11 a.m. We'll see you then, weather permitting. Hey, and don't forget, that's only a few weeks away, so be sure and mark that on your calendar, the Tailpipes and Tacos event. Want to take a minute to tell you about Gulf Coast Auto Shield, a Houston detail company like no other. Gulf Coast Auto Shield offers paint correction services that will give your car, truck, or SUV a like-new shine. Afterwards, you'll want to protect it with a professionally installed nano-ceramic coating or protection film. Worried about your very expensive windshield getting damaged, broken, or cracked? Let Gulf Coast Auto Shield install ExoShield, a windshield protection film. Give John Gray a call today or check out their website, gcautoshield.com. Hey, whether you own a new, ultra-expensive, exotic, or a five-year-old Suburban, Gulf Coast Auto Shield will help keep your investment looking like the day it rolled off the assembly line. Gulf Coast Auto Shield is conveniently located on the South Sam Houston Parkway, just south of I-69, the Southwest Freeway. Meet the staff and check out all of their services online right now at gcautoshield.com. The In-Wheel Time Car Talk Show is now part of the iHeart family. Now you'll have access to 24-7 Car Talk anytime you need a fix. Just download the iHeart Radio app and ask for In-Wheel Time Car Talk, and there we are. Be sure to save us in your iHeart library for instant access. No matter where you are, you have the best car talk show right on your PC, laptop, or mobile device and never have to worry about finding us again. Of course, you can always get access to our video and audio streams via InWheelTime.com and your favorite podcast channel, and all of this is free to you. From the iHeartRadio app, you'll not only hear our Saturday morning live show, but the best shows of the past, updated weekly. Never miss a minute of up-to-date new car reviews, pre-owned reviews, Conrad's Car Clinic, informative interviews, automotive news, and the most fun car talk show on the planet. Just download the iHeartRadio app, search for In Wheel Time Car Talk, save it to your library, and with a tap of the icon, you'll be in touch with your favorite car talk team. In Wheel Time Car Talk, streaming now on iHeart.com slash In Wheel Time Car Talk. 